What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Thanks, Alex. To purchase Longevity products, go to the KCAA website at kcaaradio.com and click on the Longevity banner on the upper right side of the KCAA homepage. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that needs no listener behind. Thanks to the lobbying clout of global corporations, governments worldwide tend to take a dangerously bass-ackwards approach to environmental regulation. They accept a corporate product as safe until it's proven otherwise, usually after a great many funerals. A better approach is called the precautionary principle, requiring proof that a product is safe before a corporation pushes it on the public. The European Union recently considered putting this sensible principle into action. But in the face of furious corporate lobbying, the EU ran bass backwards. At issue was a proposed two-year ban on some pesticides called neonicotinoids, widely suspected of causing mass die-offs of honeybee colonies. That's a big problem for bees and for us humans, too. Of the 100 crops that provide 90% of the world's food, 71 are pollinated by honeybees. No bees, no food. So, proposed EU scientists, let's remove some of these chemicals for a couple of years to try saving the bees and our food supply. No, you don't, shrieked Bayer and Syngenta, two giant chemical conglomerates that make neonicotinoids. Their lobbyists swarmed the EU, wailing that there is, quote, no scientific certainty that their poisons are causing this looming catastrophe. Of course, the whole idea of the modest moratorium was to test the probability that these pesticides are killing off the globe's bee population. With so much at stake, shouldn't we take the small precaution of scientifically examining whether that probability is, in fact, a certainty? No, said the profiteers, and that was that. Throwing caution to the wind, EU members narrowly voted to let the selfish interests of two corporations prevail over precaution and the public interest. This is Jim Hightower saying, neonicotinoids might not kill us, but greed certainly will. This is KCAA. Shocks with your host, Barry Lynn. All right.
right, and welcome to today's edition of Culture Shocks. This is Barry Lynn. You know, back in the 1970s, there was a very, very popular book written by a person who called himself a futurist, Alvin Toffler. He wrote a book called Future Shock. As, as I said, back in the 1970s, or as we referred to the era now, the prehistoric era. And uh, Mr. Toffler had a number of theses built into the book, but the central one was this, that the future was not just going to build on the present and the past. It was going to transcend it. It was going to be so different, so complex, that it would confuse the heck out of us. It would leave us in a kind of shock. Well, my guest today, out with a new book called Present Shock, kind of argues that the future is here. It is now. And that the mix of technologies and the attitudes that those technologies engender pretty much shock us right now. We are living in a process of confusion by what's going on right now, and it's happening very quickly. My guest, Douglas Rushkoff, uh, the author of many books, uh, he has a Ph.D., he has uh, taught at a number of universities, he's been on the boards of all kinds of major electronic uh, media companies and nonprofits. Douglas, thanks for being with us. Hi, it's great to be with you. Okay, so we're already in the process, so we're overwhelmed, and we'll get to the specifics. But in general, what are we losing because we're unable to deal with the mass of data, information, and ways to achieve it that we see today? Well, I guess the, the biggest thing we're contending with as we, as we shift from kind of the good old-fashioned time of the clock to uh, digital time, which is so so sequential and so in the moment, um, is a sense of continuity. You know, is uh, is really having a, a way of understanding our lives as as stories rather mm-hmm. than just as this succession of moments. You know, we we lose access to sort of our individual contemplating mind. You know, and we lose. You know, in some sense, we just lose time. We lose the that that authority over our time that lets us just, you know, be with other people or, or take time to, to contemplate our way out of whatever situation we might feel is encroaching on us. Yeah, in other words, it's not just every second counts, every second is different. We used to have narratives, we used to have stories. It's, it's a word I, I use a lot on this show, a narrative. I mean, what, where do we start, where do we think we're going, and where are we right now? And if you lose that... You, you lose the ability to absorb good stories, right? Right. I mean, there's some positive things about that, too. I mean, you know, stories have been abused for, you know, thousands of years, whether it's to get people to go fight a war because those guys are bad yep. and we're going to beat them up and then God's going to love us more, or the ends justify the means. We have to do these kind of nasty things now, but we'll have a brighter day, or don't worry if your life is terrible because it's going to be better in the afterlife, you know, or even the 30-second commercial, you know, that brings us to a story in order to sell us, you know, new... Sure. Uh, New acne cream. Yeah. So you know the fact that people want to liberate from these these narratives, these stories, you know, isn't always isn't always a bad thing if you can find sort of a new way to experience values. If you can really experience what you're doing 
less that you're doing it, I'm doing this for some future reward, but I'm doing this in some ways for its own sake because it, it feels right to me to actually do this thing. Uh, I happened to be yesterday at the Supreme Court uh, at the rally in favor of marriage equality, and one of the things that was very interesting is that these uh, people at the rally, and they were all ages and all kinds of backgrounds and religious and non-religious beliefs and all of that, but when uh, the occasional speaker would put this in the context of history, of a longer story of civil rights, I have to say, and I was pleasantly surprised by this, people seem to respond more positively than to some even of the this very compelling personal stories that couples told or couples' kids told because they seem, at least some people, seem to be looking for a continuity that you, you don't find on Twitter. Right, especially today, you know, for um, particularly a young person to feel like they're part of something that actually makes sense, that they're part of history, I mean, that's a terrific thing. You know, particularly when, you know, history for the most part has seemed like a downer. You know, who wants to be part <laughs> right. of the 20th century with, you know, fascism and World War II and atomic bombs and all that stuff? You know, that when someone can tell, as very few can now, when, when people can tell a compelling story and put things together in a new way, you know, it really does uh, help orient people who are, are suffering from what I've been calling present shock. Yeah. In, in the um, chapter you have on this collapse of narrative, the collapse of the traditional way we told stories, uh, you talk about, uh, of course, one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, The Simpsons. I, I must say that since my kids have left home, I don't watch it as religiously as I used to because we used to watch it as a family. Now, there are plots in each 22-and-a-half-minute episode, but it's not a plot with the complexity of, say, uh, Heroku Murakama's novel uh, 1Q84, which was a huge bestseller, all thousand pages of it. I don't know if anyone read it. I did, but I don't know <laughs> if anybody read it. But, I mean, that told a real really, really long story. Tell us the difference between a long novel and a Simpsons, quote, story, unquote. Well, you know, most traditional stories and long novels and feature films and even the kinds of television shows we watched in the 60s, 70s, and most of the 80s, they all have a, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, there's some character we like, and that mm -hmm. character gets into danger and has a goal and then accomplishes that, and yay, and it's over. <laughs> you know, so, you know, looking at a show like The Simpsons that way, it would be, well, you know, Homer Simpson is in the, uh, you know, he's in the nuclear power plant and something goes wrong, and is he going to make it out in time? But frankly, we don't really care if he makes no. it out in time, because even if he dies, he's going to be there the next episode. Exactly. He's going to live anyway. Exactly. So what are we watching on these shows? And The Simpsons really is sort of the first of the shows, I, I feel like, that, that went in this direction. What we're looking at instead is, you know, what piece of media are they satirizing in this little bit? Yeah. You know, is this a satire of a Hitchcock movie or of a commercial <laughs> or this? And the sense of satisfaction that we get is in making sense, in that, in that The Simpsons is helping us recognize patterns in this very chaotic media space that we can go, oh, I get it. I get the joke. So it's a series of openings of connections rather than one big climax. Yeah, and... Uh... It's, it's also, as you point out in Present Shock, your, your newest book, 
there's something about news that also gets a little bit fractured. I mean, I am literally old enough to remember when Katie Couric was an intern at CNN, and uh, uh, she used to uh, she used to sit around and, and crack chewing gum. I remember that so well. Uh, CNN starts out; they're going to tell whole stories, they're going to put things in perspective, they're going to give long time treatment. Now CNN has to fight with the immediacy of the YouTube upload and does occasionally report things incorrectly because they've been reported by others incorrectly, including naming the wrong brother who committed the Newtown, Connecticut shootings last December. Right. And it's funny because, you know, you remember back in the 70s and 80s when CNN was coming out, the the regular networks were complaining that, oh, now that we've got to compete with a 24-hour news cycle, you know, what are we going to do? You know, CNN's willing to put a microphone in front of any dictator who's got a million people behind yep. him. You know, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if there's a dictator with a million people behind it, you know, let me hear what he's got to say. <laughs> you know, but that's, in some ways that's okay, as long as we understand that what we're looking at is not, you know, yep. news journalism right. so much as the sort of nonfiction news Stream, you know, yes. it's that constancy, you know, it's that sense of okay, there's the BP Deepwater Horizon sitting in the corner exactly. of the screen, spewing oil constantly. You can you know, see it, and if, if if a giant undersea critter comes to destroy it, you're going to be the first to know. You won't even have to have it reported. We're going to come back, Douglas Douglas Rushkoff, author of Present Shock, uh, with some more thoughts about this l lack of narrative, and then we're going to learn a couple of new words, uh, including digiphrenia and fractalnoia. Yeah, we will. You can take notes if you want. We'll be back for more right here on Culture Shocks. I'm your host, Barry Lynn. Now back to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages? about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Hey there, my name is Frank Bates. Do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis? Some people think the answer is gold. Others think it's a gun. But the correct answer will shock you. I just created a free video at Crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis. 97% of Americans don't have this one critical item. In fact, they haven't even given it a thought. And the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. What I have to tell you could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. Watch my video at Crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. 
Go watch my video now at crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's crisis123.com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. Gardeners, here comes another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terragamics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from Terragamics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganix.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganix, life's getting better. All right, we're back on Culture Shocks, and it is a shock. You get so much information from so many sources. He, I mean, uh, you've got a guy down the hall. I think he has four uh, monitors on at all times, and it's, he's doing work on all of them, but he's also getting information from all of them. Maybe this is so shocking, maybe this is so overwhelming that we're in a state not of a concern about and shock about what the future will bring us, you know, the stuff Michio Kaku tells us will happen uh, whenever he's on the show, but a present shock that we're just overwhelmed right now. That's one of the thesis of uh, uh, Douglas Rushkoff, my guest today, new book, Present Shock, When Everything Happens Now. Uh, Douglas, you mentioned a, a non-fictional stream. In other words, non-fiction, streaming information, you know, whether it's accurate or not. I mean, after all, some of the errors that are made are not that horrendous. Uh, they get corrected as the stream moves on. On the other hand, this newness does tend to generate, I'm afraid, a kind of all viewers are equally significant, and therefore all promoters of ideas are equally significant. So instead of having experts on uh, what I you would call the the bottom feeder cable shows we don't even have experts anymore we have democratic consultants and republican consultants we have never seen those people again we may never see them again we never saw them in the past because they hadn't actually done anything they were merely consultants every idea is not of equal value that's what we were taught 
experience matter? Did we abandon most of it or all of it now? Well, we've abandoned a lot of it. I mean, I think part of the problem here is that, you know, we're trying to, to you know, attribute the kind of authority and sense-making to people and institutions and kinds of media that can't really provide that. Hmm. You know, what Twitter is good for, what the arguments on Huffington Post are good for, or what most of what happens on evening cable TV is good for, is is kind of getting a sense of the weather. You know, you sort of feel, are people getting angrier? Sure. Or are they getting less? It's not really for understanding facts. I mean, this is not, you know, where you should really uh, form your picture of what's going on. It's a much more, you know, sort of a relative uh, uh, opinion soup, you know. And as long as we, we treat these kinds of media that way and then use books and real newspapers and sure. the BBC and reporting to, to understand this is sort of recorded, uh, researched information, you know, it, we do a lot better. Yeah, we do, and we have to, though, focus, and we have to work at, instead of going to another friendly new yesterday's uh, newly created, you know, of a social interaction site, we have to be able to be willing to go to the New York Times or a paper of record or to look into something in more detail instead of just checking it out on Wikipedia. Do you think... People are in any way revolting against the idea that it's instant, it must be true, or if, even if it's not true, it'll be corrected in the next instant so we don't have to worry about it. Is there any kind of backlash to the nowness? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're seeing a lot. Uh, uh, in some cases, it's really uh, it's adopting a, what I would consider a true nowness. You know, rather than being seduced by the false now of all yeah. your Twitter feeds and your devices vibrating yep. at you, it's returning to the real now of other people. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who, you know, you keep the cell phone off when you have dinner. Yep. You know, the people who are reading books and getting into, even on television, things like Game of Thrones, say. Sure. Now, that's long form. That's it's not right. narrative in that no. it's got an ending, but it lasts forever. Exactly. And it just continued again uh, just days ago. Go. Let me talk about digifrenia. It's kind of like schizophrenia, digi as in digital. Um, I was, ironically, although I am not, don't consider myself an early adopter of every technology now, I was back in the 80s. I had a K-Pro computer, a computer in a metal case. Uh, I had a bag phone. Uh, I did some projects with uh, the former president of CBS, Fred Friendly. And Fred Friendly uh, knew that I had a bag phone, and he would call me every once in a while. And one time he, he couldn't reach me for 24 hours, and he said, You know, Barry, you're the hardest person to reach except for still living American presidents. Now, I took that as kind of a compliment. But the answer was really simple. I didn't pick up when I was driving, even though I had my bag phone plugged into the cigarette lighter. And and I still try, although if police are listening, I'll admit, sometimes I do pick up the cell phone in the car, but I generally don't because it couldn't be that important. Is there literally a physical health hazard or risk, not just crashing into you know a stop sign because you picked up the cell phone in the car, but is this whole... Uh, constant irritation or what some would call the, the urgency of the now I have to respond, is there some health risk to that? Well, I'm sure there is. If, if it's not physical, then it's, then it's 
you know, mental. And again, yeah. I have no problem with, with these technologies at all. No. I am a techno enthusiast. Indeed you the are. The problem is what, the way that we use them and the way that we use them on each other. You know, I'm much less concerned with what any cell phone or digital device is doing to me than what some other person is going to try to do to me through that cell, through uh, that device, sure. what they're going to expect. You know, the, once you send an email to somebody, that email is gone it's out of time. It's yes. no long, it's, it's in an asynchronous little box somewhere, and it should wait until you get to it. And trust me, the longer you wait, the more likelihood that whatever problem that is will have resolved by itself <laughs> without your intervention. Yeah. How, do you but, think, well, how do you think we got to this point of thinking that the instant response is always good? Maybe we should, in fact, think before we react. It goes back to the importance question. Do you really need to pick up the cell phone in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner with your Family, do you need to answer, uh, you know, after 20 minutes of the movie, you, you have to let light up the whole theater because you have to respond. Where do well, we get that idea? I mean, I think it really comes from this misuse of technology where we've decided to amplify all the, all the qualities of the industrial age and throw them into our digital devices. You know, when I first got involved in digital technology and first got onto the Internet, this is back in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, we had all the time in the world. We all sounded so smart online because sure. we would go to some bulletin board conversation, you'd download the conversation, you'd read it overnight, you would tweak your paragraph response, you know, for hours, and then <laughs> upload it. We all sounded right. as smart as, you know, Christopher Hitchens or, or William F. Buckley. <laughs> you know, imagine the Internet mm. being a place where people sound smart smarter than they do in real life. You know, that's what we had because we understood how to how to adjust to its way of dealing with time rather than letting it, you know, impose itself on our real lives. Yeah, exactly. And it's um but again, you almost have to, you have to be willing to train yourself to look at those experiences in a slightly different way. Right. You and have to, to work understand that this that these technologies live outside time and that we've moved into a very different relationship to time as really as a culture, as a society. We are no longer on the clock. Time is not money. You know, and we're, we're ready to adopt a very new path through this experience called life. Exactly. We're going to come back and more with Douglas Rushkoff. He's the author of Present Shock, When Everything Happens Now. We're going to talk about an idea that turns out not to be correct called Cognitive Surplus. And then, of course, we're going to talk about LP Records. Even if they're not coming back, that's long play records. That's a vinyl. You put a needle into a groove. There's an app to bring them back. We'll be back for more right here on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. You're listening to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal, and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. 
sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila! Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop. Creative radio ads. Very affordable rates. Millions of potential customers and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCN. GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email. Advertise at GCNlive.com. American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed-saving instructions and ships same day. Plus, all orders over $49 ship free. MyPatriotSupply.com is American-owned by patriots like you, passionate about freedom and preparedness. Call now, 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at MyPatriotSupply.com. Choose the original. Choose the Survival Seed Vault at MyPatriotSupply.com. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves the Absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. All right, we are back right here on Culture Shocks, and we're talking about another kind of shock, Present Shock, the name of the book by my guest, Douglas Rushkoff. Uh, he, uh, the the uh, ever, ever-present subtitle of this book, When Everything Happens Now. Mr. Rushkoff is a media theorist who uh, you may have seen on CNN or other uh, programs. He contributes to The Guardian, to National Public Radio. He's made at least three uh, PBS documentaries with which I'm familiar, and this is really a 
about as engaging a book as, as I've found on the question of what the technologies that we have now, right now, how they can overwhelm us, but how we could still possibly control them if you put a little work into thinking how you use them. There was a man named Clay Shirky who developed this idea, Douglas, of cognitive surplus. Uh, the idea was, um, you know, we we'd have like extra time to think because a lot of stuff would be being done for us. It turns out not to quite happen that way. Well, no, I mean, you know, the digital technology is a bit like water. It, it, it yeah. fills up the, <laughs> it fills up the <laughs> shape of the container. Um, you know, so, you know, you, you, you would think that we would use these, these machines to, uh, uh, get our work done for us so then we can go out and be with our kids sure. or play outside or yeah. actually do things. Um, but that's not the way we tend to make them work. And partly that's because all of these technologies are still running right on top of sort of old-school corporate capitalism where, you know, you've got to grow your economy, you've got to work more hours, hmm. make more money, because if you're not working, sure. someone else is working. You know, so even if we had, you know, which I think we do, more than enough stuff to go around, you know, now we need jobs not in order to make more stuff, but we need jobs so that we have an excuse to divvy out the stuff. <laughs> exactly. You know? so we have a way of distributing it uh, equitably. Um, and, you know, digital technology could, though, it could flip that. You know, yeah. we, have, we have places like, you know, Etsy and eBay and all sorts of ways of exchanging things sure. directly, of, of, of building a new, a new kind of economy with each other. But instead, you know, we do tend to uh, we'll get an extra two or three free hours because we have computers freeing up the space for us, and then we spend it, you know, scrolling through nonsense or getting stuck trying to, you know, click on, you know, a, a new operating system that we have to install. Sure. I can't open up Microsoft Word without it no. saying there's a critical update. Absolutely. <laughs> And I'm sitting there Absolutely. waiting for this thing then to update uh, so I can get to my writing. Uh, well, is this a, a kind of a corollary to the idea, I think a false idea, that competition is necessarily better? In other words, blue jeans, I mean, there are so many uh, brands now. I mean, there must be 30, 40 major brands. There used to be Levi's. I'm going to go buy my Levi's. I mean, have we in fact uh, made any difference? Has life improved because now we have 20 other competitors? We have hundreds of movie review sites. Does it make any demonstrable improvement over our film viewing or filmmaking than when we only read the local newspaper and maybe somebody in the New York Times? You know, I, I wonder about that a lot. I mean, I think it's great that so many people have an outlet, yeah. right? <laughs> so many people have the ability to write about something. But I remember, it's, you know, I was, just, I was just starting to think about this book when Britney Spears did something, you know, <laughs> popped a zit or something happened. And, you know, and overnight there's like 50 news vans in front of wow. her house and 50 reporters and 50 engineers. And I'm looking and thinking, gosh, you know, I bet just two or three fully staffed news crews could cover this event wow. adequately for yeah. America and the world. <laughs> you know, we could send a few to Iraq or Iraq sure. or to one of these real problems that we can right. no longer fund. Um, so, yeah, there's this, um, there's this redundancy, you yep. know, uh, which is really just that I feel like 
you know, we've gotten so good at doing so many things. The the dreams of some of the early technologists, guys like, you know, Norbert Wiener and Vannevar mm-hmm. Bush, the people that really brought us computers, their dreams have been realized, but currently we're incapable of seizing it because, and this is what I'm arguing in the book, we have really an industrial age approach to time. The time mm-hmm. is money. We've got right. to expand our economy. You know, we're, we're trying to grow a digital economy on really a 13th century economic operating system, exactly. the old print the old paper, lend yep. money from the bank at interest. Sure. Um, it just, it's, it's, it's overstayed its welcome. And what we're watching now is a society move from that one model to this other one. And that's part of why we're experiencing a, a shock. Yeah. Uh, I want to go, uh, before we get into uh, another new word, fractal noia, uh, there was announced, or at least I saw it for the first time just a few days ago, an app you can now buy that will add pops and clicks to your digital music so that it sounds like it's a slightly scratched, or in the days of the oil embargo, just a really cheap piece of vinyl, which of course required oil to be made. People were rather putting it in their cars and making long play 33 and a third RPM phonograph records. So all the pops and clicks, I was delighted when they all left. Uh, But now, why would someone want an app to put them back? Is this just going retro or is is there something weird about it? No, it's not just retro. It's actually so that there's some sense of continuous yeah. time, so there's some sense of place. Yep. You know, when music is so abstracted that it's not really coming from anywhere, when kids have little iPod earbuds in listening to MPs, they're not even really listening to music. You know, they're <laughs> listening to sort of algorithmically Sound, yes. recreated <laughs> music that just hangs there in space. Mm. You know, it reminds me of when my dad replaced my analog clock radio with one with a little digital clock on it. You know, and I used to sit and watch the second hand go around. Uh-huh. It was comforting. It was sure. my passage through time. Sure. Then when I looked at a digital clock and it was that kind of like a, like a train sign, you know, yep. where the numbers just flipped down, yep. it was just, I'm just frozen here. Wow. What's happening? Where am I? And it really <laughs> does lead to a, a disoriented, almost existential um, feeling of, of floating in space. You know, and once you have that sense of background, of motion, of texture, of something there, you know, it's like they're going to be adding film grain onto digital movies before long, exactly. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Just so people understand here we are. There's, this is not, uh, uh, this is not mm. trying mm. to be real. No. No, it, it's, it, I think it's a, a very clear and very likely explanation for what's, what's going on. And, and, you know, some of us do like to see those little uh, circles in the print, the film print, that show up every 18 minutes and I think 10 seconds in the old reels before everything was digital and you got to watch the whole movie or uh, it just stopped and you were doomed uh, to get a refund but not of your popcorn cost. Fractal Noia, what's a fractal? Well, fractal is interesting. Fractal is really the the, the computer generated uh, drawings or, or mm-hmm. uh, images that we use to make sense of really chaotic things. So, if you take a, a microphone and stick it in a speaker, you know, and and you get that instant feedback of the of the microphone trying to hear itself and hear the speaker, and it goes so fast that it makes that awful screech. You know, a fractal <laughs> is really a sort of a visual representation of that screech that they're really these beautiful, almost paisley-like patterns, but they help you sort of see 
what's going on under there in something that would be just incomprehensible otherwise. You know, and in a world like ours, in an instantaneous world, we do get instant feedback. You know, it's oh, no sure longer a world where you plant seeds and wait three months and see no. what happens or do a marketing campaign and call in a few weeks to see how people are doing. <laughs> it's like you're marketing at the same time that they're tweeting and you're changing your mark. Who knows who's, who knows what's the cause and what's the effect? So, you yeah. know, fractal noia is sort of yeah. the result of that. And the other, the flip, the kind of the other side of fractal noia is that uh, people sometimes see patterns even though they're not there. Now, we've talked on the show about how if you throw a bunch of pennies up in the air and you let them all land, some of them, they won't all uh, be equidistant from each other. Some may all kind of fall in the same place. Does that mean there's a purpose to your throw? Does it mean there's something secret that is causing that clustering? A lot of people think so. But a lot of times, no, it's just another kind of randomness. So we're going to figure out uh, whether uh, in this fractal noil society, uh, we perhaps are seeing patterns that don't really exist. And if there are some patterns, does this predict what the next pattern will look like? We'll be back with Douglas Rishkoff, author of Present Shock, in a minute, right here on Culture Shocks. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages? about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time. 
Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply. Tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from eFoods Direct. It's the best long-term storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24-day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800-250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get up to 20 Mega Patriot Packs free with purchase. Build your food supply. Be in control. Be self-sufficient and be a patriot. Call 800-250-1857 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get your free Patriot Pack today. Many Americans suffer from poor digestion, which can adversely affect their health. For you guys who have digestive issues, glutathione is amazingly important for inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, stomach cancer. The glands of the stomach produce lots of glutathione. So glutathione's got multiple roles to play, and one of the best ways to upregulate to make more glutathione is to take the building blocks, glycine being one of the most important of the building blocks for making glutathione. Your ultimate enzymes contain something called trimethylglycine. We know it as betaine. We talk about betaine as an important ingredient for acidification, for keeping the pH of the stomach nice and low. But betaine can also help you make glutathione. Help your body build glutathione. Order Ultimate Enzymes by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Order today. All right, we are back right here in Culture Shocks. We're talking to Douglas Rushkoff. He's the author of Present Shock, When Everything Happens Now, which would be now, as in right now. And if you're uh, listening to this in your car or uh, you're listening to it on the radio uh, in a replay and you're also on a tablet and you're also watching television, uh, you may get a sense that now is overwhelming. It's just too much. Maybe we need to think about just ways to rein it in. We're not going to destroy the technology. We're just going to figure out how to let us control it, not it control us. So, Douglas, um, you have a story about a, a, something close to my heart, a call-in a talk show call-in person who becomes convinced that... Um, she knows the pattern of where what connects everything that's going on in the world, and it's those white trails of chemicals that come out of airplanes. Elaborate on that just a little bit and tell us what how that relates to information or apparent information patterns that you might see on the Internet. Yeah, I mean, I love listening to those late-night shows. First, because, I mean, I gotta, I've got a, a touch of the... the conspiracy theorist in myself, sure. too, I guess. I just love hearing stories about, you know, weird old medieval <laughs> cults that have existed to this day. It's sure. Just such, it's just wonderful. But, um, you know, I was listening once, and this woman was talking about, you know, the chemtrails that come out of the back of airplanes and how they changed over the last decades, <laughs> because now they're being used to magnify the effects of this place called the Harp Station in Alaska that America owns and uses to influence the weather and that oh, we had caused harp. the tsunami that 
you know, that destabilized Japan, and we did that because they had refused to sign on to a, a trade agreement. And I was just listening and wow. realizing, wow, this is present shock. This is what happens when you don't really have time in which to understand the world, when you don't have real stories or connections to history, and you try to make sense of things in the present tense, like right now, you've got to draw lines between things. You have to make connections between things. It's the only way to make sense of things without time, is to say this is connected to that, is connected to this, is connected to that. But the fact is, you can't make sense of everything in no. the present tense. You know, however much we try, the picture just will not resolve. You know, because we don't have the whole picture if, you, if you're locked into one moment. You can only get the whole picture by sort of seeing back and, and looking ahead and experiencing it as an analog human being in time. Is there, though, something, Douglas, to the idea that you can take ideas from various disciplines, you can mix them together, and you can get that broader understanding? In other words, is there some way that we could locate meaningful patterns that might even have predictive value about, well, the next, the next big website, the next big Internet creation? Or even the next small one, as, small as my one. hope would be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this is sort of a more Eastern style of thinking. You know, when they mm -hmm. take Westerners and Easterners and have them look at the same picture, the Westerners will say, oh, there's a picture of a cow. And the Easterners will say, oh, there's a picture of a field. You know, there happens to be a cow in it. Sure. And I think that we do need to sort of soften our gaze a little bit and learn how to do, I mean, Marshall McLuhan, the great media theorist, mm -hmm. talked about it, that pattern recognition will be the important skill in this, new, in this new era. You know, the ability to recognize the patterns underlying things without drawing absolute connections between things. Mm. It's not that this is that, it's that this is like that, or I can draw my experience from this arena into that one, you know, and be informed by it. It's sort of lateral thinking rather than, um, you know, completely undisciplined uh, uh, comparison making. If, if you do that, I was talking just uh, the other day to a 40-ish woman who used to work with me and who's now uh, across the country doing another kind of work. But she, uh, I mentioned something about Facebook and she said, you know, young people are abandoning Facebook. And I said, yeah, I heard that. Uh, but what is, what is it that they're looking for? What other kind of social media experience is out there? And I said I could think maybe fewer ads, but then you don't make any money, and she had some theories about uh, what it might look like, that it would, would be created by someone who wanted to make some money, but who knew that basically uh, avoiding the distractions of ads was probably a good thing, but that wasn't going to fundamentally change social networking. Is it possible that there won't be fundamental, there will only be incremental changes, the kind that, that you were just talking about? Well, I mean, I think incremental changes are a whole lot safer yeah. and easier to manage. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see the whole world just flip a switch and change. I mean, I'm very encouraged by the fact that young people are abandoning Facebook. I mean, most of them are doing it just because it's their parents' medium, and yeah. they don't want to go do that. It's yeah. kind of funny to think of it as, as <laughs> it the, an old person thing. Yeah. But it's also because I think inwardly they sense that Facebook is not there to help them make friends. No. Facebook's there to monetize their social graphs yep. and exploit them one way or another. You know, that this is, this is not a friendly space. It's a highly commercial, exploitative space. 
you know, and they're also looking for even more presentist, really now immediate kinds of of social net experiences that don't linger on. Hmm. You know, so they use Snapchat, which yeah. is a way of you know sending a Snapchat. picture that disappears in five seconds. That's right. They don't want to leave a trail that, that is going to follow them. And, That's and right. They understand every email you type is going to stay on the net longer than, than as if you chiseled it into the side of the Parthenon. <laughs> you know, so they want some relief from mm. everything being on their permanent record. Yeah, yeah. You know, I asked somebody once why we were talking about how advertising is done on on some of these sites, and I I couldn't understand. I have one friend who has multiple sclerosis. I don't really, I mean, she has an actual friend, but she's on Facebook also. And I don't think I've ever on Facebook mentioned this, but she may have mentioned it. So I get all these things, new cure for MS, question mark, you know, the answer is no. But then recently I started getting those same ads and also ads for corsets and that one really confuses me so maybe there are patterns there that i don't even understand that somebody is figuring out that what i really am interested or should be interested in is buying a corset yeah, it is funny it i know is. there was a guy wrote a piece a few years ago <laughs> saying my tivo thinks i'm gay um <laughs> you know, because there's you know tremendous amount of big data mining sure, being done sure. you know where they're using it to, they're trying to figure out what's the most statistically probable place for you to go i mean there's you know target found out that uh that a girl was pregnant before her parents knew wow you know based on what sure. she was looking sure. at you know not even that she was looking at pictures of babies or something it's Jeez. it's all just statistical um, Incredible. But, you know, the, the, the extent to which we, we mirror that or follow that, uh, I think, is the extent to which we're, we're dehumanized. You know, we, yeah. we are not statistical profiles. We are unpredictable, and we are quirky. And uh, I think the, the ability we have as people to, to live our own lives and forge our own quirky courses ends up being diminished a bit by just how siloed and particular exactly. and personalized our experience of the net can become. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are other kinds of conditions that are discussed in the book, and we don't have time to talk about all of them. I just wanted to highlight one in the last minute here. Apocalypto, you call it. It's not Mel Gibson's. It is, by the way, Mel Gibson's only good movie happens to be called Apocalypto. You know, forget Passion of the Christ and the Beaver and all those other stupid <laughs> movies he makes. Apocalypto was okay because it was Mayans and, it, you know, could be the future. Uh, you argue, though, essentially, unless I'm wrong, that the newness that is out there that we feel right now, the present shock we feel, makes some people believe there really is no future at all, or at least there's none unless you really are prepared for it and dig yourself a bunker, literally or figuratively. Right. Well, for a lot of us, it's easy to imagine, uh, or easier to imagine a, a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> You know, you know, happening sure. next year than it is to imagine what's going to happen next month. You know, because when you're in a presentist society, when you're in present shock and everything is sort of happening now, you know, you just want it to end. You know, sure. you want to go back to that world where your story could have an end and you get, even if we're all going to be damned to hell, right. it's like it's better to have that than just to keep on going this way. You know, and the zombie yeah. apocalypse in a, in, a, in a culture where you are yeah. feeling overwhelmed by all of this yeah. complexity. It's kind of simple. You just sit on a mountaintop and shoot at zombies. They move slow. Protect yeah. your family. You know, it's it's in some sense it's a, a, a 
a positive fantasy oh, yeah, for a because, lot of people. Yeah, you're all in it together. I mean, uh, more or less. Although, if you, not that we're going to give any spoilers here, but if if you're in the Walking Dead world, uh, you know, you don't always, always hang together. Hey, Douglas, thank you so much. The book I'd hardly recommend to anyone, Present Shock, When Everything Happens Now. You can consider yourself highly computer literate or not so literate. You're going to get some fascinating insights from this uh, man, hardly a technophobe, but just a man who says, you know, if you look at this and you think about how you use it, you might learn something. Douglas Rishkoff, thanks so much. That does it for today's edition of Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. This edition of Culture Shocks has been produced by Diane Robinson, engineered by Dwayne Davis, and the Genesis Communication Network technical staff. Visit us online at cultureshocks.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Will I have garlic breath after I take Ali C? We get that question all the time about the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. And the answer is, Ali C contains stabilized allicin, nature's antimicrobial agent, and the active ingredient in crushed garlic, but will not give you garlic breath. Scientifically proven in double-blind studies, using low doses of allicin greatly reduces the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Our powerful Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin. Just one tablet of Ali C is is equivalent to 40 garlic cloves. It's effective against asthma, MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections and helps lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Plus, it's a natural mosquito repellent. Boost resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 877-888-7126 or garlichealthproducts.com. Fight back with Ali C. This is Fred Lundgren, the CEO of this radio station. Some years ago, a book came out called The Rules. Supposedly, these rules allowed women to control the alpha male. Well, with my tongue firmly implanted in my cheek, I thought I'd offer you some rules from the male point of view. So, ladies, here are our rules. And remember, all of our rules are very important, and they should all be listed as number one priorities. First of all, ladies, men are not mind readers. Please learn to work the toilet seat. You're a big girl now. It's up to you. Put it down. We need it up. You need it down. You don't hear us complaining about you leaving it down. 
Now, Sundays are for sports, fun, and male caving. It's like a full moon and the tides. Please, just let it be. Shopping, ladies, is not a sport. And no, we're never going to think of it that way, no matter how pleasant you attempt to make it. Ladies, crying is just blackmail. It's not fair. Next time you want something, ask for what you want. Just be clear on it. Subtle hints do not work. Strong hints do not work. Obvious hints don't work either. Just tell us what you want. Yes and no are perfectly acceptable answers to almost any question. And ladies, come to us with a problem only if you want us to solve it. We are problem solvers. That's what we do. That's what we know how to do. Sympathy is what your girlfriends offer you when you're complaining about us. Ladies, anything we said six months ago is inadmissible as an argument if it's brought up today. In fact, any comments we made a week ago are null and void. Ladies, if you think you're fat, <laughs> you probably are. Please don't ask us. If something we said can be interpreted in two ways, and one of those two ways makes you sad or makes you angry, please understand we meant it the other way. And ladies, you can either ask us to do something or tell us you want something done. But don't tell us to do something and then tell us how to do it. If you already know how to do it so well, do it yourself. And please, when we're watching television together, say whatever you have to say during commercials. And ladies, with regard to travel, Christopher Columbus didn't need directions, and neither do we. With regard to colors... Men see in 16 basic colors, like a cheap Windows default setting. Peach, for example, is a fruit, not a color to a man. Pumpkin is also something that we eat or you have us make into decorations at Halloween. We have no idea what teal is, except it looks sort of like dark green. And ladies, when it itches, we're just going to scratch it. Please get used to it. And ladies, if we ask what's wrong and you say nothing, we'll act like nothing's wrong. If you get mad, it can't be our fault. If you ask a question and you don't want an answer to the question, don't get angry if we answer the question. When we have to go somewhere, absolutely anything you wear is okay. Please, don't change dresses three times before you go out. And don't ask us what we're thinking unless you're prepared to discuss topics such as bank overdrafts, car payments, and airing up the tires before you go on your next trip. Also, ladies, you have enough clothes. As a matter of fact, you have too many shoes. And quit telling us to get in shape. Round and large is a shape. And that was the male version of the rules. I'm Fred Lundgren, and I'm CEO of this radio station. And uh, I've gotten used to sleeping on the couch. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. There's a battle for the soul of America. We can't let him tear the kingdom down. 
This is no game. This is war. Flesh and blood. It's between the bad and good. We can't stop until the trumpet sound. This is war. Not a game we're playing. This is war. The only question is, which side will you be on? It's time now for a call to decision with Pastor Butch Paul. Satan's armies come to kill. This is war. Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Butch Paul, and it's Monday again, the 25th day of March 2013. Welcome to the program. Excuse me. We're glad you're with us tonight, wherever you are, and I do mean that. I don't know where you're, I don't know where you are, but it don't feel like spring here in the hills of West Virginia. That's for sure. It should be in the 60s, maybe in 70s, and it's not. It's hitting. It's doing good to get up near 40 here the last couple of days and snowing. But anyway, welcome to the broadcast. We got we got a lot to talk about tonight. Just me and you know if you don't care. I'd like to share with you some biblical thoughts. And some of y'all may be a little offended by the time I'm done. I can't help it. I'm going to tell you what the Bible said we're going to talk about, okay? And I'll take your phone calls, as always, next half hour. And I, and I mean that. I want to hear from you, especially new callers. We want to hear from you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.